Welcome to the Gems of Jupiter podcast. I'm your host, Najibi Yasmina, and I believe that holistic learning is an essential part of life. I love to discuss self-development, expanding one's consciousness, and purpose-driven living. Each episode is meant to drop a gem, or a few, that inspire you to live a life based in your own unique truth. Welcome back to another episode of the Gems of Jupiter podcast. As always, I am grateful when each of you share space with me every Thursday. Before I jump into the topic of this week, I just want to say thank you for your patience. There was no episode last week. And the irony of no episode last week because of the topic that we're going to talk about today. And it's funny because this topic the topic being grief, is one that I have procrastinated recording for a while now. And at first, I thought to myself it was because I needed to be in the right headspace to talk about grief, which is true. But as I sat with it more, I think that grief is one of those things that no matter how well you deal with it, no matter how much grief you've experienced in your life, it still is one of those things that is very uncomfortable to confront. And I think that over these past couple months, there were moments in time when I'd be experiencing grief and then I'd think about recording this podcast and it would kind of trigger me a bit. So I put the topic off. But we are here, I am here, and we are going to dive into it. So before I begin, I want to share a quote with all of you from one of my favorite poets. Their name is Naira Wahid, and the quote is as follows. Grieve so that you can be free to feel something else. I love this quote. I love this poet. First of all, shout out Naira Wahid. If you have never familiarized yourself with their work, I highly recommend it. But this quote encompasses everything that I want to talk about on this episode. The episode I have titled it, Grieve So You Can Grow. And I think that quote embodies that sentiment as well. Personally, I have a very intimate relationship with grief. On one of the most extreme scales that I think a human being can first encounter grief was my first experience with grief. And that was when my mom passed away when I was 14, suddenly and unexpectedly. And that experience happening at such a pivotal time in my life when I'm a teenager, I'm trying to understand myself and find my confidence and my footing, losing a parent and not only a parent, but my mother, the woman who birthed me, the woman who I had envisioned being there for many major milestones of my life and my womanhood. 
was no longer there. So it was a very conflicting, confusing place to be. And I think the grief that comes after experiencing a death, for me specifically, it was as if I was experiencing grief from the perspective of someone else. And what I mean by that is I didn't feel in my body the entire time that she passed, the funeral, the weeks, the months, the years that followed after. I think for me, there was a delayed experience with grief. I knew I had experienced the loss. I felt the loss. I saw the way the loss was impacting my life, but I didn't necessarily become one with my grief. And that might sound strange, but I have learned throughout the course of my life that when I do not merge myself with my grief and feel it in its totality, it tends to circle back and bring me to my knees really and truly. So experiencing the death of a parent, having that delayed grief and dealing with the grief later, whether it was in my later teen years, early 20s, even in my current age now, I've seen the ways that allowing myself to really grieve, not only just my mom as the person she was, the pillar she was in my life, the staple and kind-hearted and compassionate and loving person she was, but also the role she played in my life and the role she wouldn't play in my life. Like I said, I spoke to the major milestones that I knew she would never be a part of. My graduation, the birth of my first child, my wedding. Even when I moved to Toronto, the inability to have my mom come and see my place or help me with my move, I felt those things. And I think the interesting thing about grief is that sometimes it's spoken about in a linear way as though when you grieve, that's it. You grieve you get over it, you move on. But I think that grief is on a continuum because it can really come left field. You can think that you've grieved something. You can feel like you've tackled that thing or you've let everything go that there is to go. But then a moment will happen. A sound will be heard. A sensation will be felt. And it can bring you right back to grief. And that's why I think that it's so important to confront grief with grace and compassion and kindness for yourself, but also with the reality that it's a part of life and also with the reality that grief is not just about death. And I think I lead with the story of my mother because I want to bring to attention the fact that because I experienced such a significant loss at such a young age and because I had traditionally associated grief with death until I experienced a death of my own, I was under the impression that grief and death are the only connection that there is. When you lose something forever, when someone passes away, that's when you grieve. But as I look at my life holistically and as I look at different situations I've been in, grief can occur in so many different ways, so many different situations. And the inability to honor that and to face that does a real disservice to 
healing. And I say healing also as a continuum because healing is a lifelong journey. I don't think that any of us are ever truly healed, right? We heal something and there may be something else that comes up because there are so many things that we experience as human beings. There's so many situations we're going to go through that require us to continuously heal and grief is intertwined in that. And for me, when grief started to show up in other forms outside of death, so a very familiar experience, I think, would be the end of a relationship. And people talk about breakups and how you have to heal from them, you have to let them go, but not often do you hear people talk about the grief associated with relationships. In a way, it's a part of you that has died or a part of your existence that you knew to be true and that you defined yourself through in some way. And the grief that I felt was enormous, the grief that I felt at times was overwhelming and crippling. I at times felt that I was doing too much. I really would have moments where I thought to myself, why are you feeling this way? This is not that serious. But I even remember in moments when I'd have sessions with my therapist and she would tell me that this is real grief and what you're feeling is real and what you're feeling is valid. And just because it's not an extreme situation in comparison to say something like a death doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. And it doesn't mean that you can just let this go without going through all the feelings that you're feeling and allowing yourself to miss, remember, be angry, be sad, all of the things that come with grief. You know, they talk about the five stages of grief. I'm not really going to get into that because I think, yes, it's real, right? Like I said, I've experienced the death. I've gone through the roller coaster of emotions that grief brings, but I think it's different for everyone and the capacity of where you feel things. Because I know for me, anger and grief are interlocked a lot for me. I, when I'm grieving, I'm angry a lot. And I think anger is such an interesting emotion because it can be so empowering, but it can also be really harmful. And I think that when we're grieving, and we're not acknowledging the way that we're angry, that's when it becomes detrimental. When we are grieving in the process of healing and anger is an outlet or anger is an expression of that grief, that's when we see a breakthrough. But there's a very fine line because I even remember when my breakup occurred, there was a lot of anger that was sitting underneath the surface of my sadness. I was sad, yes, but there was a moment in time where I was like, why can't I let this go? Why can't I fully grieve this? I know how to grieve. I have a very intimate relationship with grief. I know how to let things go. But why am I stuck in this place of almost stagnation? There was a period for a while I felt like I was in stagnation emotionally and I just could not move forward. And interestingly enough, I had a reading with a energy healer and I knew this woman from nowhere. And oh, side note, I subscribe to energy healers. I believe in them. I believe in the work that they do. It's no surprise to anyone who's listening to this podcast how I feel about different spiritual practices, different mysticisms, different spiritual gifts that people have. So I went to speak with an energy healer and 
as I said, knew me from nowhere. But one of the first things that they said to me was, there is a lot of anger about a situation that didn't go your way. And that anger, although you've been able to move with it at a certain point, is going to really sit your ass down. And whether you need to write it out, scream it out, do whatever it is that you need to do, you need to let go of that because that is part of your grief. And I remember when I heard that, I was really taken aback. Uh, first, because what they said was accurate, but also because it acknowledged for me that during my process of grieving, I was still scared to confront an emotion that was ultimately going to set me free. And I think for me, anger can be one of the most uncomfortable emotions for me because I've dealt throughout my life with anger, being too angry, being too volatile. And I do think that stems from the loss of a parent at such a young age and equating sadness with real rage or disappointment with real rage. And I've seen that occur in different facets of my life, whether that was a relationship that ended, a goal that I wanted to achieve that didn't come to fruition, a situation that maybe I idealized or had different outcomes for that didn't reveal or develop the outcome that I wanted, when I feel like I've let myself down or I've let others down or others have let me down. And rage is something that comes through a lot. And I used to just think, oh, you're so angry or why do you get so frustrated? But I know now that that anger was grief. And so I say to all of you listening to check in with some of the emotions that make you feel uncomfortable when you're not really sure what they're, where they're stemming from because maybe it's grief that you're feeling. It likely is grief that you're feeling. And what's probably occurring is that you've pushed that emotion aside to say that you're overreacting, you're doing too much, Whatever the thing is that you're thinking about, you should have let go by now or you shouldn't care as much. But I really urge you to care. I really urge you to feel the rage. I really urge you to feel the sadness. I really urge you to feel the irritation, the uncertainty, the confusion that grief brings. Because ultimately as people, I think one of the biggest lessons we have to learn in this life is to let go of attachment and to let go of outcomes. But ultimately, as human beings, we all have expectations and outcomes of our lives, of the people in our lives, of the situations in our lives. And our fixation on outcomes will always clash against the reality of grief. Grief is the one thing that comes and tells us what you wanted, what you thought was going to happen, is not going to happen or who you thought was going to be around is no longer going to be around. Life as you saw it, life as you know it, you as you see yourself is no longer what you thought it is. And because attachment is so difficult to let go of, because it's so hard for us to be unattached, we battle with that grief. I know I battle with that grief. And I also know as mindful as I can be, as intentional as I can be, I battle with letting go of attachments, letting go of outcomes in my life. But I do know and I have seen that the more I confront grief in my life, wherever it shows up, the more equipped I am 
to allow a situation, a person, a aspect of myself to fall away, to die, to change, and to be okay in knowing that on the other side of that is the opportunity, as Nayira Wahid said, to feel something else, to feel something, in my own words, better, bigger, more purpose-oriented, to actualize a lesson, to tap deeper into a message. Because I used to think when my mom died, why me, why me, why us, why our family? What was the point? What was the purpose? And I will never say that the death of anyone happens for a reason. I understand why people say that. I understand there are biblical and religious sentiments to that. But I also think that can be harmful in telling people that because sometimes death happens and it just sucks and it's not for a reason and the person didn't deserve it and it doesn't make sense. But I think for myself, I made sense of what there was to learn from the death of my mother and what there was to learn was not just resiliency, but also to prioritize what matters. I spoke earlier that because of my first interaction or real true experience with grief, I used to downplay experiences in my life, right? A relationship ending, a goal not being achieved because I felt like this is not that big a deal because I've experienced grief when it came to death. But on the, in the same breath, I will say that experiencing the death of a parent allowed me to understand what matters as it relates to my interactions with other people and where I find joy. A lot of people that meet me always say I have such big energy. I'm optimistic. I've talked about this on the podcast and I do. And I think that's because I understand that for me, operating in joy, operating in love is where I thrive. Grief is necessary for life, but it doesn't have to define you. And it doesn't have to consume you to the point that it becomes all you are, all you know, and that is the vibration that you operate on. Grief is something you can move through because grief is comprised of feelings. And how we feel is fluid. How we feel can change. And how we feel about something can actually be empowering. On the other side of grief is empowerment, is understanding is new knowledge about yourself is purpose that's what grief has taught me and so again and I've spoken to this when I spoke about scarcity mindset how we perceive things how we think about things changes our relationship with those things grief can be something that we fear it can be something that we try to avoid it can be something that we think makes us weak or Grief can be something that we confront head on. Grief can be something that we actually sit at a table with. Grief can be something that offers insight. Grief can be something that offers an opportunity. Because aside from death, relationships, goals that grief can foster itself in, I feel like grief can also happen when parts of ourself shift, change, die, regrow, rebirth. 
And that is a very interesting type of grief in itself because we know who we are at any given moment based off the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we have, right? But as we move through life and we get more information and we are putting our feelers out about what makes us feel good, what makes us feel aligned, those things too change. And sometimes that grief can be difficult because I know for myself personally, I've experienced moments in my life where I didn't remember who I was. I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who that was. Or I did a certain thing, even if it wasn't a bad thing. And I was like, who is this person doing this thing? I don't know who she is. Or there are parts of ourselves that we have attached to our identity for so long because it made us feel comfortable, it made us feel safe, it made us feel secure. And now to get to the next level of whatever it is that we're doing, we have to let that person go. In that process, we have to allow ourselves to grieve that too. So as you can see throughout the course of everything I've been saying, grief is so complex and so nuanced. And that's why I think we do such a disservice to ourselves when we only frame grief in the context of physical death. Death is inevitable. Obviously, we all know at some point in time, we're not going to be on this earth and our time here is limited. But to just say that grief is something we'll experience when we have a significant loss eradicates the fact that we are going to have a lot of different losses in a lot of different situations within a lot of different people within our own selves throughout the course of our life. And the more equipped that we are to navigate that grief, the better off that we are. Healing is, at its core, liberating. It's beautiful. It's joyous. But it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And I think that's part of why grief is so triggering to people, myself included. Even thinking about doing this episode was a lot of work because I have to put myself in a mind state to talk about things that Honestly, I don't talk about on a public platform or in a public way. I, when it comes to social media, I don't post about my family. I don't post about my mom. So even speaking in this way now, obviously it's bringing up a lot of stuff for me. And the irony of that too, because I said earlier that grief can be one of those things that it can be a sound, a sensation, a moment in time that brings up feelings of grief. And yes, talking to you all now speaking about this topic definitely brings up feelings for me about grief in context to my mother, but also grief that I've just experienced over the past year, grief that the pandemic caused all of us. The pandemic for me, there was a lot of goals and things that I had wanted to accomplish or do within the time frame of when lockdowns were super serious that I had to grieve. Because I had thoughts and expectations and plans for certain things that either had to be restructured or had to be completely crossed off the list because it wasn't going to be a possibility for a while, if ever. But then in the same token, when I look at all that I birthed throughout this pandemic, this podcast came out of grief, if I'm being completely transparent. I said in my very first episode that I needed a creative outlet. I had a lot to say. I'd wanted to be to do a podcast for a long time. And all of that was true. But also too, in the midst of all the grief I experienced 
within the past two years, within the past year, it led me to here. And I'd be disingenuous if I didn't acknowledge that. And mind you, I am not trying to say that we have to become comfortable or aligned with struggle because you all know how I feel about the word struggle even. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that hardship makes you more worthy of success or love or any of those things. But I do know that we have to be realistic about the fact that life gets challenging. Life gets hard. That's never going to change. No matter who you are, what your circumstance is, and of course, there's different nuance for what hard is or challenging is depending on what different intersections of life and society that you operate. But the way that we lean into challenge, the way that we lean into hardship, the way that we lean into these more difficult feelings, difficult emotions, the healthier ways that we do that, the reframing that we do when it comes to those things is what defines how we move forward. Honestly, life is about moving forward. That's how I view it. Because when grief hits, when grief really strikes us, it does one of two things, I find. It either paralyzes us, maybe it puts us down temporarily, or it propels us forward. And sometimes it's a mix of all three. You go through all three stages. But the human spirit is really resilient. And I think that my major takeaway from this episode would be is that grief is not permanent. Grief does not define you. Grief is something that you can overcome. But grief is also something that is going to show up in some of the most covert, insidious ways you could ever think of. And don't allow yourself to downplay your grief no matter what it is. I don't care if it's the death of a pet. I don't care if it's a job that you applied for that you really wanted and you thought that you deserved and you didn't get. If it's a house you wanted to buy and someone else bought it before you had the opportunity. If it's a certain gift you wanted for a partner that you couldn't get them, that you knew they would really love. Grieve the things in your life that you need to grieve. Because when we don't, they sit with us and they stay with us and they manifest themselves in such ugly ways at times. So be accountable to your grief. Sit with your grief. Befriend your grief even. The more intimately you understand your grief, how you grieve, what grief looks like to you, the more equipped you are to move through it and to move on. And in those moments, because these moments happen and they happen to me, when grief is so crippling that you can't move forward in the moment, if you need to be taken to your knees and succumb to the grief in the moment, then do that too. Because it's all part of the process and every single one of us are going to have a different way of handling grief. But we have to grieve. When we grieve, we grow. When we grieve, we become more aligned. When we grieve, we continue to heal. So I hope each of you take a moment of pause there is a lot going on in the world. There is a lot going on in my life, people's lives that I know at this current moment for a plethora of reasons. Take a moment, take a pause, rest when you need to. But confront your grief. 
Sit with your grief. Grow through your grief. Before I let you go, I'd like to leave you with a few questions for reflection. What situations, aspirations, people, problems, aspects of yourself still require you to grieve so that you can feel something else? Where in your body do you store your grief? In what ways do you project your grief onto others? Does grief cause you to feel shame, to feel weak, to feel less than? I'll also leave you with an affirmation. The grief I experience does not define me. I embrace grief when it comes so that I let go of all that weighs me down, muddies my purpose, and disconnects me from the essence of who I am. Grief is part of life, but grief does not define me. Peace and blessings, and I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out the episode description box to send a comment, question, or a love note to the Gems of Jupiter directly. I appreciate your support, and I'll see you next week.